the college football experience week eight preview and picks episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet bet a hundred dollars at win bet get a hundred dollar free bet head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet that sports gambling podcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today people. Hey, what's up you degenerate gamblers. This is bill Burr and you're listening to S G P N. Let it ride, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience week eight preview and picks episode. My name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price. But no one touches Dundee. <laughs> oh! Yes! Yes! Week 8 is here. Shout out to GBO Farms. Hope the uh, hope the hangover is still strong. I am uh, joined by... My co-host, former, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, a wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi. Yes. Week eight is here. Week eight is here. Fuck yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I was going to try to say something clever, but I'm just excited for week eight. We're joined by the third man in the booth. Uh, give it up for the DFS God himself. Come play DFS with us, folks. We tweet out the link every single week at TCE on SGPN. Give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock giving, former, former, Herndon Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's going on, guys? I mean, let's just go. Let's go. Let's go, folks. Week eight is here. What? Can we talk about this real quick? Let's just start off with this. The CFP, you know, the 12 team playoff, they're meeting this Thursday with an attempt to get the season going in 2024. I think it's actually the biggest meeting. Uh, uh, This might be the final one. I'm not sure, but as far as the decision to get it to, to 24 or 25, but they're also uh, speculation that they're potentially, uh, you know, the first home games would happen in the first round. There's talk that they could get the second round at home. And I think it's a good time for us to key into that because what did we see uh, this past uh, Saturday? Just a lot of great home environments all across the landscape, even Winless Colorado stormed the fucking field. Uh, All right, uh, they do what, care about football in Boulder. They, no, the, the fans do. It's not the it's not the it's the administration that doesn't. 
Uh, the fans have been quite good. Uh, the great student selection or student selection, student section there. And uh, that's a perfect example. Whether obviously we saw the goalpost hit the Tennessee River, I think. I think GBO Farms might have a part of the goalpost in his fucking backyard. <laughs> and uh, and and maybe maybe Alan Cooley. I don't know. But uh, you know, this is what makes college football so great. And to for years they've been ignoring what makes the sport so great: home environments, passionate fan bases. Uh, and I just think you know, I, I say this with hope that some people listen to us that perhaps could be in position of power that, you know, play into what makes you so great. What makes you so great is home field environments. We want to see a playoff game in Rocky top where the shit goes absolutely crazy and they carry the goalpost to Chattanooga. All right. We, we want to see that. We want to see potentially Harrisonburg, Harrisonburg, Virginia with the home game or, or East Carolina, you know, uh, or wherever, wherever that is what makes stop it with these fucking bowl games. No one likes bowl games. No one, I, no. like no one. Think about college game day itself. The, the show. Yes. Is it ever lit at a neutral site? Yeah. Do they ever just pick a random location and just do it from there? Like I'm, <laughs> I'm not talking about a college campus. I'm talking about like a, do they go to the Meadowlands and just record from the Meadowlands? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, maybe for an army Navy game, but besides that, you know, they don't. And you know, just listen to what just I don't understand it. Just look at what makes you unique and what right. are the pros and cons of of what makes you great. And I think we, one of the cons would be bowl games. People would say that. One of the pros would be oh how great are the the fan bases and what makes college football so unique. So right. I just want to start we, off with that. We yeah. don't like the the corporate NFL-ish uh, you know, uh, bowl games or, or even like the games to start off the year that are at a neutral site somewhere random. That's not college football. Yes. We want to see crazy fan bases. We want to see storming the field. We want to see everything that makes it so great in little and college yeah, Jim, towns. Jim, Jimmy yeah. farms. I, I agree to his point. It's nice to see, you know, random teams play each other that, that usually wouldn't, but how much better would it be at a real, you know, campus? Yes, a I real mean, stadium. Seeing not Mich some not in St. Petersburg or something in front of <laughs> two hundred people. <laughs> seeing Michigan, even Michigan, Georgia, and like Miami or or whatever. That's if you gave us the option of between the hedges, the big house, we would take that. I feel like any college football fan would say that would be so much better in Athens or in in Ann Arbor. You know, it's just it's it's. Please make the if you're going to reset college football, which you're doing by having fucking USC in the Big Ten, then reset it all the way and do it right. You know, and, and I'm not even saying getting rid of bowl games completely because uh, you know those teams that don't make however large the playoff is, no, they can play some bowl games. Why no, not? Fuck it, I say get rid of bowl games completely. <laughs> I think Mike Leach was onto something. Teams that don't make that playoff have another playoff. That's fine. Yeah. Even better. Even yeah. better. Well, like, do something. Like, yeah. You have to do something with those, those other teams, and perhaps this is a little too radical of a change, right off the bat. Yeah, you could still have the other bowl. I mean, another no, playoff that. is great. Another, another playoff because play into your home environments. You make more money. Look, if your players are if your players are all getting paid now above the table, you know, you might as well capitalize well, on that for listen, your own college economies. Like your I, don't, your I disagree. I, I think that the concept of a neutral site environment once a year 
I'm fine with it. No. It doesn't have to be every game. No. I would say that makes you on the extreme side of things if you're really incapable of watching a neutral site game. Do you want the national championship at a home stadium? Let me ask you that. No, I'm saying that that's that okay, but have one then for the championship game for each one. But I'm saying to ask your fans if you're if you're a uh I don't know. Let's say if you, whoever, who, who uh, a fucking, uh, you know, Iowa fan. Yeah. Well, you had to go to Indianapolis for the Big Ten championship for one, yeah. right? Now you have to go to another one in the first round I of the playoffs, then a second round of the no, playoffs, I, and the third round. I of the agree playoffs? completely. I'm just saying, uh, for the other teams, so we're, we're talking about say 12 teams right now. There's a bunch of other teams that want to have a postseason for a number of reasons. You could have another playoff that hasn't been brought up yet. So in the immediate future. It's a bad business model too, because even for the winning teams, you're asking their fans to go on the road three straight weeks, four straight weeks. I'm talking about teams ranked 13 and below. <coughs> okay. Okay. Teams ranked 13 and below. I'm fine with them having their own postseason, whether that's uh, another tournament or whether that's bowls, right? Uh, those but bowls, wouldn't you rather have a, a tournament, right? Sure. Yeah. Tournaments always yeah. better. NIT is more fun than, you know, the, 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 what chimichanga bowl? Yeah, you know, who doesn't bit. love filling out a bracket? Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, and uh, to me, if you can see the games, like imagine if we're hitting reset. If you're going to tell me North Texas and Army are going to play, well, damn it, I'd like to see it in West Point as opposed to in fucking Boca Raton. North Texas and Ar- Army. Yeah, I would say sure. during a bowl season, I I'm fine. You wouldn't with, rather uh, see the game in? I'm just saying the 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 idea of the postseason is to have a a non home field advantage because you at the same time, Cole, would sit there and bitch about one of the teams having a home field advantage. Not if there's a. Pl- I'm talking about in a playoff. In a playoff, yeah. yes. Any other league? I mean, that's not the case. Any other league? They play postseason at team stadiums, and yeah. then the only one that has a neutral site is the NFL for the Super Bowl. Sure, but yeah. every other league does it at. At, at you know stadiums, regular stadiums. Sure. Well, to Usually me, like four games versus three. honestly, like do, uh, I, I watch all these bowl games every year, and we see like honestly, there's probably a, a shit ton of them where there's 200 people there. Wouldn't you rather see this the, the stadium full? Sure. Uh, and I'm not even completely opposed to a home bowl game. You know, I just think I it doesn't. I'm not bothered by the concept of a neutral site game at the end of the year as your consolation game is really what it is for most of the t- fucking teams out there, but. I completely agree. I've been one of the biggest advocates for two rounds of home uh, games, uh, the quarterfinal and the semifinal. Yeah. Um, and I'll also say this though. Let me, let, uh, I almost want to ask Nick only because I think you're an extremist on this one. Cole. what, <laughs> what bowl games are special? Zero. Okay. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> honestly, I don't really give a shit about some of the pageantry of bowl games, like the Rose bowl and stuff. Uh, for me, it's uh, um, the matchup makes the bowl game and, and who's going to be playing. I mean, are, is half the team sitting out? Is the coach already moved on? Well, let me say uh, this. what I don't care about any, like the, the, the nostalgia or any circle, uh, any bowl game because of its name zero. Okay. So if you had USC versus Michigan or Ohio state, to end the season in a, in a, whatever you would call it, a bowl game, a consolation game. I would say the Rose bowl in particular, one of a very, very short list that is maybe better than a home environment for one of the other two, No, just for that one game. I disagree. I think that uh, might, that might be the only one. Maybe the, so you're saying the Rose bowl, the sugar bowl doesn't have that. The orange bowl doesn't have that. Certainly the sugar bowl so. does not. 
Like the sugar bowl. I, I can't even like, if you asked me to recall the sugar bowls, I would, yeah. I would, I'm almost yeah. inclined to agree with you guys. I'm just asking the orange bowl yeah. in Miami. I mean, I, who cares? The, yeah. the cotton yeah. bowl, whatever. Sure. And so that's kind of what I was trying to get to here. I'll give it, give it a fair crack, but, but I'd really, still rather see it in Ann Arbor or at USC's home stadium. So would you go all the way to the semifinals with uh home games? Oh, I think you should do. Yeah. A hundred percent all then, the way into the, the final game, the, yeah. put the final game at the Rose bowl. If you want. Yeah. Do the national yeah. championship in a neutral location though. I feel like you have to do that. If you really want a fair national championship, it has to be at a, a neutral location. Other sports aside, you know, you you earn home field advantage throughout the regular season. You have a but best play, of seven. But play into your magic. Part of what makes the Packers so great is the fact you do have to go to this little town with all these fans, and that that always a game at Lambeau is always way more appealing. That, I agree. Yeah. A trip to the national championship in any team's home city yeah. would Can be you phenomenal. Imagine yeah. If Bama had to go into Knoxville last week and that was to get to the championship game. That'd be fucking amazing. Can you imagine? You think the stakes were great the way that they did it? Yeah. It would have been times ten better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I say even even the semifinals in a bowl setup, not it's not not necessarily any better. It might be worse, like we talked about. Uh, but I don't mind the semifinals, and I think that's pretty much a necessity that they're going to make it uh, in reality. But the the quarterfinals and the first round, please. Well, I also think they're going to change that if they do, because I also think the the impact that it can have once you see that first four games or whatever the first yeah. play in games, you're going to see how much the universities make and the local economy makes, and then everyone's going to say, "Hey, let's Fuck do this bowls. for all of them." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to key in on that. We got some, uh, some other news. Hopefully uh college football, you know, makes the right decision and gets rid of those shitty ass bowl games. Um, uh, the transfer portal starting to light up, you know, Colorado's quarterback, Brandon Lewis, one of their quarterbacks that started a few games uh, hits the transfer portal after a lot, you know, he didn't start uh, JT shroud. The Tennessee transfer did Lewis was the Five star was it? Four no, star, five no, star? No, no. I mean, he, he was, was a, a pretty high. Yeah, recruit. he was a decent recruit for them. Yeah, but oh, four star probably. I don't even know if it was that, but I I do remember like they were excited about his get. Maybe it was a four star. Uh, also, Indiana quarterback Jack Tuttle, who was a big time recruit, he mm-hmm. is transferring out of Indiana. I mean, North Dakota State's top wide receiver Phoenix Sproles, related to Darren Sproles. Nice. Uh, hits the portal as well because they what were a not great name. Phoenix yeah. Sproles. <laughs> yeah. Pitt wide receiver J- Jaden Bradley hits the portal. Wisconsin wide receiver Marcus Allen. I mean, just a lot. A lot. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't have sex with OJ Simpson's wife. Brendan Lewis um, was only a three star. Yeah, but so. I still think he was ah, like a, a touted recruit by them. Yeah, like I uh, remember him being. That says something in of itself. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. we got a three star. Yeah. <laughs> um, Might explain some things. <laughs> and I think that was Mel Tucker. That was a Mel Tucker era. Uh, how about injuries? We also have injuries. Uh, Jerry Bohannon, the starting quarterback for South Florida, out for the season. NC State quarterback Devin Leary. This was announced last Saturday, but out for the season. Uh, my under is gonna fucking cash. It's gonna cash. Um, it was gonna cash anyway. Have you know that? Um, Stanford wide receiver Michael Wilson is out indefinitely. Also, Tanner Morgan is questionable. Uh, as f- and same with Tagliavoa from Maryland. Uh, also, Jordan Addison is is day to day. Corey Rucker, wide receiver, JMU transfer, South Carolina. He's out for this week's matchup against A and M. Also, Luther Burden is questionable for Missouri. CJ Donaldson's back for West Virginia. But they did lose their tight end Mike O'Laughlin. 
<laughs> he's out for the year. Southern Miss quarterback Ty Keys is out for the year, and San Diego State uh, named Jalen Maiden the starter for this weekend. Um, any of those news? What's the most significant news there? Obviously, Devin Leary and Bohannon, right? Probably. Yeah. Is Bohannon significant? Who cares about USF football? They suck. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, I think the Leary's the only one of note. And there's also some other guys that are questionable. Like even like if you look at like the Thursday game, Georgia Tech's Jeff Sims, I think is questionable. Yeah. So uh, as we get through the games, there's a couple more guys, but uh, it's that time of year injuries are uh, everywhere. Injuries are everywhere. Let's get into it. Um, I mean, do we want to talk about, do we want to recap it all last week? It was fucking awesome. Last week was truly fucking awesome. And it Great would only week yeah. up until the Duke UNC game. How Duke <laughs> blew that. I Dude. mean, just like there was like five things in a row that all had to go UNC's direction for them to win. And they all went in that direction. And it's it was disappointing. Man. Pretty unbelievable. <laughs> that was brutal. Pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Colby was saying it for an entire I think North Carolina was 88 yards away, and Colby said, Duke's done. Yeah. Duke's done. Yeah. Uh I I as soon well, as what they missed the field goal or something at the end. It well, so it started before the missed field goal. So it, first off, they, they were at like that on like the, the 20 yard line or something. They got a first down. It got called back due to an uh, illegal formation or something. Then so it's third and long. They throw a touchdown pass. It gets called back for a chop block, mm. which technically was a right call, but it it wouldn't have any impact on the play because it was kind of on the other side of the uh, line of scrimmage. And then they miss the field goal, and then UNC gets the ball, and the guy is he is he inbounds? Is he out of bounds? It just, I mean, I think we thought on first sight. We thought on first sight, and I and I got a North Carolina plus seven hundred ticket to win the coastal. We yeah. thought he stepped out of bounds. Oh, he is. Yeah. I mean, that he was close. Out of bounds. That it was, was close I, on replay. I thought, Ooh, I don't know. But since they ruled it on the field, yeah. I think they got to stick to their call. I actually think on replay, I think he was probably in, but I, I disagree. Mean, talk about like, I mean, so freaking close. I still think he was out. I still think he was out. I think the ref and the missed day, it. It doesn't but, matter. Yeah. It, doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. It was very close, but I mean, seriously, like five or six things in a row had a fourth happen. down yeah. conversions. They had a couple fourth yeah. down con- conversions yeah. on that drive. That I mean, was brutal to watch. And Colby was calling it the whole time. Oh, I just said Duke's going to lose this game. I was like, yeah. they, I guarantee you North Carolina scores a touchdown here. Yeah. You know what? I, I think- still like the fight though. They were down. They came back. I'm still on my blue devils. What'd you guys think of uh, you? You know, I, I read this article today about U- Utah's athletic director saying uh, Cameron rising was offered a million dollars or not the un, unnamed, but I'm thinking it is Cameron, Ry- R- Cameron rising. that was offered a million dollars to transfer out of Utah, mm, clear no tampering, way. clear yeah. tampering. He didn't name who, but he said, uh, you uh, know, the player came forward to, to tell us that thought that wow. was pretty. Zay this flowers tampering yeah. thing. This tampering thing is a sham. Okay. Well, there's Just no, ple- there's no, there's no one to protect it. So there's, there's no, there's no, there's no, it's not exactly. like when you get doctored picks in the Docked, NFL. Yeah. yeah Docked, doctored, <laughs> doctored, doctor, 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 uh, Free market picks. economy guys. College football <laughs> is as American as it gets you fucking, you want to protect your investment pony up. Yeah. There you go. Um, what else? What else do we got on tap for today? Uh, I, I thought this stat was interesting, and we'll get to it later because they play a huge game. But you know, the only team in the nation that hasn't thrown an interception—who's that? I saw Can- this. Who was Kansas, Kansas State? State right? Adrian yeah. Martinez, the only starting quarterback <laughs> to have not. Um, Kansas. I mean, Adrian Martinez being the most efficient quarterback in the country, or probably in that conversation, <laughs> interception uh, list. 
Unbelievable what a, a coaching change and a team change does for a, a QB. <laughs> now, now, what's great about us? What's great about us calling games this week on a Tuesday, picking games on a Tuesday, uh, is the fact we get to watch Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Thank you, College Football. You still could have done better on Friday, but still, I'm very happy. Could have used some action Monday and Tuesday, or Tuesday and Wednesday. But either way, not going to bitch too much right now. Not going to bitch too much right now. Yeah, they're getting it figured uh, out. And one other quick thing: so there, there is now no teams are are winless against the spread. And technically, because that Kansas game, I think, ended at plus ten and a half. Yeah, Kansas is still <laughs> the only team who is six zero and one ATS. The only team without a blemish Can, in the L column. Let's talk about that. The spread anyway. Go ahead. I called for them to make a bowl game. Obviously, they were my number one lock over two and a half wins. But I called for them to make a bowl with life without. Okay, so we have Heshaw, who's out. I think indefinitely. Yeah. Jalen Daniels out indefinitely. Their star cornerback Kobe Bryant went down in that game, and he's out indefinitely. Am I gonna get to the sixth win? You think? Uh the rest It'll of that schedule is real hard. Yeah, yeah. And those Dude, are th- they they might. Speaking of injuries, they may be playing a backup quarterback at Baylor. That's true. This this week, he's banged up. He got hurt last week. Yeah. So th- the one bad thing about doing this this preview on a Tuesday is that a lot of these injuries are still up in the air. You know, I mean. Would one day matter? Maybe we might get some clarity in some of these situations. Uh, but yeah, so obviously pay attention to a lot of these situations. But obviously Kansas is on their backup quarterback. But they could go into Baylor and win. Why not? I don't know. I sounds kinda, like you're not a believer anymore. Sounds like you're jumping. <laughs> they off just the can't <laughs> run the same way. They can't run well, like being. They have, you have to, one of the best running quarterbacks in the country gets yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. When. when who took over for Tommy Frazier? Who was that lawn chair that took over for hey, Tommy hey, Frazier? Hey, 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 rest in peace, Brooke Berenger. Brooke Berenger, true. Rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nebraska couldn't quite yeah. run the same after Tommy Frazier. True, left. but he was a way better passer. Actually, he was a way better passer. I feel yeah. like beyond Berenger, wasn't it Scott Frost that took over for Frazier after uh when Berenger passed after he passed? Or, or no, and uh because I think Berenger was in the uh the year that Frazier was hurt. Wasn't it ninety four and ninety five uh was was Frazier? And then Behringer came in in '96. Yeah. And then Frost came in in '90s. Oh yeah, you're right. When did when did uh, what's his name uh, uh, finish? When was he a senior? Behringer? Uh No, Frazier. Frazier. '96 uh, or '97? Uh, yeah, '96, I think. So he got hurt his senior year. Frost. Is that what it was? He had some know. blood clots, I believe. I think in his legs or something. But anyway. Um, all right. Well, look, let's get to picking games. But before we do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience week eight preview and picks episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet, bet a hundred dollars at win bet to get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet that sports gambling podcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. People. All right. Wednesday night, sunbelt fun belt action. Think. Thank God we have football on Wednesday night. Georgia State catching 10 points in Boone, North Carolina, plus 280 on the money line, over under at 59. NC Nick, you are the App State specialist here and the Sunbelt specialist. What okay. are you doing here? Well, if anybody needed a bye week ever, it was App State. I mean, just a roller coaster first half of the season, or, or you know, give or take a couple of weeks. Uh, but yeah, a bye week, regroup, refocus, and they're at home. And you know, has Georgia State turned a corner? Perhaps uh, in their last two wins, they're averaging over 300 yards on the ground 
that's the, what Georgia state wants to do in their losses in their four losses. They were only averaging about one ninety. The question is, can Georgia state run the football on app uh, apps rush defense? 38th in the country is much better than their past defense, which is a little questionable. I, you know, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to go up here. I think, I think the bye week is going to serve them very well. They're at home. They've owned Georgia state in the past. Let me go with my Mountaineers. Ooh, ooh, Patty C. What are you doing here? I am going to disagree. I think apps slip of late is uh, certainly a concern. Um, They're eight and zero all time against Georgia State. Okay, but they are favored by ten. Meanwhile, Georgia State, and maybe there's a little <laughs> bias on my o- part. Only once has it been decided by ten points or less. Wow. Uh, historical dominance <laughs> aside, uh, I feel like Georgia State is maybe getting slept on. Obviously, the Charlotte game being the lone real blemish on the record, or terrible blemish on the record, everything else understandable. And I just think they're playing better football. Two wins in a row versus two losses in the last three for App State. Sure, that can change, especially given a bye week, but 10 points, too many. I'm going on. Now, uh, I, I will say one more thing is that those those two t- those two wins, those, those two weeks where Georgia State got that ground game cranking, it was against Army and Georgia Southern, which have the 125th and 126th ranked run defenses. Those were good matchups for Georgia State. I think App just needs to force Darren Granger to beat him, and I don't think he can on the road. You make strong points, but you know Sean Elliott used to play at App State. He played for legendary coach Jerry Moore. He coached for legendary coach Jerry Moore. He was part of that staff that knocked off the Wolverines in Ann Arbor. I'm taking the ten points. Let's go. Uh, he comes home to Boone. You know he's gonna have family and friends there chugging beers. He wants to. He wants to impress them. Well, he hasn't go. been able to yet. <laughs> Still, on. last time he was in Boone was seventeen thirteen. Okay, let's go. Let's right. go. All right, Thursday. We might have the game of the season in the Sun Belt on Thursday night. This is an awesome game. Troy at South Alabama. I think the winner will have the upper hand on playing in the Sun Belt Championship. Uh as far as the whole division. Troy won 31-24 a season ago. This is at Hancock Whitney Stadium. This line is currently sitting at South Alabama minus 3. I am taking, you know, I, I, one of my top 10 locks when we did that, or our, our locks episode was South Alabama over five and a half wins. Well, this is a, this is, this is where they get it. This is where they get it. I'm going to lay the three and take the Jaguars uh, to get it done. Patty C what are you doing here? I don't know. This is a really tough one to uh, pick. I think South Alabama getting the, um, the home field advantage, a huge factor here. I honestly think Vegas is spot on, but South, even though I think South Alabama has come back down to earth a little bit, I think there's enough juice here to get the, get the cover. NC Nick, what are you doing here? I'm with you. I, I guess I'm a little scared that, that Troy is four and O ATS this year as a dog, which is the best dog ATS record in the country, but maybe they're due to not cover one as a dog. And I just love the fact that this is at home. Both teams are really good, but I think South Alabama is better and they're at home and it's going to be a big game. I'm going to take the Jaguars. I'm going to lock it up too, guys. Oh, I'm coming out the oh, gate here with a lock. Wow. Let's go South Alabama. Oh, NC Nick going with South Alabama minus three. I like the play. 
Gunnar Watson's going to have an empty clip come come uh, come Thursday. They Gunner got Jared Dogecoin yeah. on the other side of the ball. <laughs> it's Carter Bradley, right? Yes. Yeah. I was talking about Gunnar Watson for Troy. But hasn't Dogecoin been getting into? Um, I, th- I think Carter Bradley's getting most of the uh, snaps for for South Alabama. No, no, no. But Dogecoin's at Troy. Oh, okay. Oh, I yeah. got you. I got yeah. you. Jared, Jared Deggy. Uh, <laughs> Let me ask you this: Is South Alabama capable of running the table for the rest of the year here? Let me pull up that schedule. If so that one point loss, that brutal. Bull, just, I think they have a dangerous one at Georgia Southern. Sure. And then even the ODU one at the even at Southern Miss, but they, Southern Miss did just lose their quarterback for the season. But they're used to that. That happens every year. I feel like at Southern Miss, uh, the schedule's not bad. I mean, yeah. I don't think they will because they're not they're not that much better than than other Sun Belt West opponents. They're going to drop one or two. They'll get caught. But but I mean it's there it's there for the taking, man. This would be a hell of a year if you had automatic bids. Think about that. Yeah, How great would these games? One be? loss to a potential playoff team. No, both UCLA. the Wednesday and Thursday games. If you had an auto bid, would be absolutely would be fucking fire. huge. Yeah. Instead. They're they're big, they're but they're they're not that there's yeah. not that big in the national yeah. you know playoff and, and, and part I think part of the reason why Colby was so 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 you know uh, gung ho on the over was the fact that from the east they only get Georgia Southern and Old Dominion yeah I actually came in before you know, they missed out on App they miss out on Coastal they miss out on JMU on Marshall and, and I uh, be, I believe last year that like seven of their losses or six of the seven. You know, we're by a score or less. So when I was going through and I saw that, and then I saw what they missed out on, I was like, I gotta lock this up. I I don't even know that coming into the year, it wasn't like with Kansas where I knew Kansas would be way better. Yeah, I uh, maybe a little bit because of how many close games they lost last year. But yeah, I was all over the Jaguars there. Next up, uh, later in the well, no, same time, same time, Virginia heads to Bobby Dodd Stadium, one of the oldest college football stadiums, to take on the Georgia Tech Ramblin' Wreck. Uh, Virginia's terrible, we know that. Patty C, you are our Virginia specialist here. Uh, are the Wahoos gonna? You know, Brent Key, by the way, former Yellow Jacket player. He's like got a little spark, a little spark. It's a critical game, Georgia Tech. After Duke lost, now that Georgia Tech has the tiebreaker, you got to be sitting there saying, because Georgia Tech has the tiebreaker on Pitt. So odds wise, Georgia Tech probably from I know not not Vegas odds, but odds as far as I'm looking at it, they got to be besides North Carolina, the second projected team to to play for the ACC championship. Very very. I mean, they get uh, North Carolina the last on their last uh, basically uh, game of the ACC slate. So that could decide that will decide essentially the ACC right and there. You know, this all time, this all time series is 21, 21, right? This is a good rivalry uh, Thursday night between these two teams, especially at Bobby Dodd, where th- there's been some memor- memorable moments in this rivalry. Uh, do I hate it? Yeah. I think Virginia is in a bad spot. Nick, let me ask you this. You have pointed out before that teams sometimes rally around the interim coach after the head coach gets fired. Then the magic wears off. Are we due for the magic to wear off here, or are they still going to be galvanized? Yeah, you know, I kind of wish somebody would do like a deep dive, you know, to see if the stats back up my philosophy. Because it seems like it's the case. <laughs> it seems like teams after a coaching change can get fired up for one game. Well, what if and I then, say this? What if I ahead. what if I say that Jeff Collins, when he was head coach at Georgia Tech, even though they weren't really playing for him, 
I still think they were better than Virginia. And that is why <laughs> that is why welcome to the land down under. Give me Georgia tech minus three. I'm locking this thing up. <laughs> I'm uh, there with you as long as Jeff Sims plays. Yeah. Which I think he will. And why this situation may be different. Patty is that Georgia tech has something to play for. Yeah. You know, most of the time yeah. when you fire a coach, there's nothing to play for because your team sucks and they're at the bottom of the conference standings, et cetera, et cetera. But the fact that, you know, Georgia tech is fresh off of the wins well, over Duke and Pitt, and you look at the schedule. Yeah. It's look at the schedule. Hard. It's Virginia. <laughs> right. Then at Florida state, Georgia tech's actually been a thorn in Florida state side lately. Uh, then at Virginia tech, they suck. And then home to Miami, they suck. And then at Carolina. So at Carolina is your big one there, but there are the other games are winnable. Yeah. And UVA is zero and three in the ACC right now. I don't see how you take the Wahoos. No offense, Patty. See, I'm on Georgia tech. Obviously I'm waiting for confirmation. Jeff Simmons plays, which I think he will. If he does, I'm going to lock it up with you. Dundee. Yes. They're going to win. Well, I would be inclined to agree with you that they win. Um, I would also say that UVA's two recent clunkers against similar level, probably even worse. Maybe Duke's probably on at least Georgia Tech. Well, level. Georgia Tech beat Duke though. It's true, but I would consider them similar uh, on a competitive competitive level. And UVA lost thirty eight seventeen. Yeah, so I think I have to agree with you guys as much as I don't want to. So uh, I'm not going to lock against my boys though. Mm, mm, mm. Easy money, buddy. Friday, little border battle. Tulsa heads the Temple. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this game. This game sucks, but I mean, at least we have football on Friday. Tulsa's laying currently. Uh, what is this number? I believe it's thirteen. Yeah, flat thirteen over at Win Bet. Uh, I'm gonna lay the thirteen, but I am not gonna go much higher. <laughs> e- even if it was another half a point, I think I might hesitate. But at flat thirteen, give me the Golden Hurricane. I, it's a far trip, though, man. And no one's at these games, so it's sleepy. No one gets excited for these games. But I'll take Tulsa minus thirteen. What are you doing here, NC Nick? It seems like at least once a year, even like in, in really bad temple years, they surprise somebody at home. I think they beat Memphis last year, straight mm-hmm. up at home. They were a, a double digit dog. I'm tempted to take the points. I, I think I've seen EJ Warner and he's got a couple nice receivers. I think, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm certainly, I don't love it. I mean, Tulsa, they, they're coming off a bye. Uh, they're the number 11th passing offense in America. So the question is, can temple keep up? Because we saw that Temple D against UCF, and it just—I mean, <laughs> ugh, ugh. they dropped from. Uh, uh, Patty C was 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 saying that was the twelfth best defense in the country. He was ready to crown him. <laughs> he thought Mean Joe uh, Green. He was like, "Fuck a steel curtain defense." All Temple right. is three and zero at home. ATS. I told you when they come down south, they lose and they lose <laughs> bad. But they're up in the northeast. I'm going to take the points here. Actually, <laughs> at the link. What are you doing, Patty C? Temple dropped from. 12th uh, ranked overall defense to 47th overall ranked defense <laughs> in one game, courtesy of UCF. Oh yeah. Up top. Uh, the, the, the road trip might be a factor here, but I got to ride Tulsa right now. Not, not believing in temple just yet, especially after last week. Uh, GBO farms in the chat. If I'm not mistaken, I think Patty C took those shots in On, the, yeah. um, the recap the reaction podcast. show, the reaction, reaction show. Pod. He took three go. and he actually, we gave you a nice, uh, we gave you a couple of, you know, with some yeah. love, you and Alan Cooley, some love. We were hoping that you were safe, hoping that you were 13 Jaeger bombs deep. Right. And yeah, uh, guys, I, I haven't heard from Alan in a few days. I, I'm hoping he's still <laughs> yeah. alive and well, yeah. you know, some of us, you know, 
a big win like that, we think we can party like we used to in our college days. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And and honestly, that's uh, there's there's a study going on. I think a lot of sudden deaths happen because of uh, you know big upsets on the college campuses. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it looked like uh, the all of Tennessee was piling onto the field at one time in those videos. Right. Those yeah. are fucking hilarious. Well, look, if I'm going out, I want to go out happy. All right, there that's you right. go. Right, trample me to death. <laughs> uh, UAB heads to Western Kentucky. This game's fantastic. A little CUSA. Like this is a gigantic game in the CUSA. Western Kentucky. The Hilltoppers are laying two and a half at home in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Folks, I'm gonna do it again. I am locking up Western Western Kentucky minus two and a half. Look, UAB is not the same team without Bill Clark. They're good, but they're not really good. And Western Kentucky, I've been really impressed. I I, I am off on uh, the I, on their solo pod. I didn't lock this or anything, but I think I called for the under. I don't think that under is gonna hit. I think Western Kentucky's legit. I will lay the two and a half points with the Hilltoppers at home. Anyone want to join? What was the number? Uh, the season win total for uh, Western Kentucky? I feel like it was like seven and a half or eight. I thought it was yeah. eight and a half. Yeah, it might have even been eight and a half. Yeah, they might not hit that. Couple, couple tough games left on that schedule, but uh, they are they are playing. Pretty they should well. have beat Indiana. They were the better team. And then when, when close you, one at UTSA, yeah. killed FIU. Um, they're good. They're not great. UAB, you know, winners of three of the last four, still. Still pretty solid. That was a seven-point game in the fourth quarter against Charlotte. I got my concerns without Bill Clark there. Give me Western Kentucky. Who's joining? Who's, you guys just going to be a bunch of sissies? Well, so here's my breakdown first. So, yeah, when I mean, Western Kentucky, number six passing offense in the country, and this is going to be a fascinating matchup because UAB has the number fifteenth pass defense in the country, and unlike Temple, I think those numbers are legitimate because they've played some good passing offenses. If you look. They held Charlotte to 62 yards below their, their average passing game. Uh, they held middle Tennessee state, another pretty good passing attack to 59 yards below their average. And they held Georgia Southern. Who's the number three passing attack in America to 154 yards below their average. So, and the minus two and a half, that doesn't scare you at all. Colby. Nope. Uh, that's why I like it. Cause I think it could be a field goal game. I'm going to take Western Kentucky, but I'm not going to lock it. Mm, I'm going opposite here. I think I'm on UAB. Money line it while mm. we're at it. Mm, mm, by the way, that money line sitting there at plus one ten, so it's not that it's not, not that, that juicy. Yeah. Juicy. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right. Well, let's hop into Saturday. But before we hop into Saturday, I want to tell you folks out there that the college football experience week eight preview and picks episodes brought to you by no house advantage. No house advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. You could play and pick up contests versus other people for a shot at winning 250 K in cash, download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for corrected picks and climb up that leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills against the house and win 20 times the amount of money you enter if you hit all your picks. So sign up now with the promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app uh, on the App Store or in the App Store and get a first deposit match of uh, $25. It's not just NFL, it's NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, NASCAR. They got everything. Make sure you check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined. Uh, we're also brought to you by Babbel. Look, if if you're like me and there's a foreign language that you regret not learning in high school because you were sleeping, uh, 
It's never too late. It's never too late to start with Babbel. All right. Babbel's a language learning app that's sold more than 10 million subscriptions. All right. Uh, with Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson. So you can start having real life conversations in a, in a new language in as little as three weeks. Patty C other lear- uh, language learning apps use artificial intelligence. That's a bunch of bullshit. All right. Let me just get into it. Babbel's lessons were, were created by over 150 different language experts and they're voiced by real native speakers, not computers. All right. So their teaching method has been scientifically proven. Yeah, and look, it's not just Spanish. You can do 14 different languages, French, Italian, German, Orgeron. Um uh and and uh, yeah. <laughs> right now get up to 55% off your subscription uh when you go to babble.com slash SGP. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babble, it's language for life, people. I want to learn how to speak Orgeron. <laughs> Yeah, and just watch the water boy. That's that's his training tape. Right Honestly, there. if you were to get drunk with like ten people, he's got to be one of them. Right? Oh man, yeah, he'd be fun. He'd be fucking hilarious to drink with. Yeah. Name name any other coach that even like challenges him to that. I mean, Leach maybe. I could see Leach being hammered, being fucking hilarious. <laughs> Imagine those two together. Yeah. SEC media days and the after party must have been a uh, fucking blast so for there. one year, two yeah. years, right? Yeah. But. Oh man, that would have been great. Uh, Malcolm Barker in the chat. What's up, man? We were actually on time today. We were punctual, you know, unless you mean a day early Yeah. and you know what? Sometimes schedules just line up where you can't do Wednesday. I wanted to watch the app state game personally. Yeah, there you go. I'm pretty sure NC Nick was going to Boone. He said, guys, I can't do Wednesday. He said some shit about a doctor's appointment. I, I don't know, but uh, uh, let's hop into 